0: Welcome to the Faith Community Church Podcast, a ministry of Faith Community Church in South Boston, Virginia. This week, we have a special guest with us to encourage you to deepen your faith in Jesus Christ.
1: This is the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, so I thought it would be very appropriate if we would just take some time this morning to just share together what... uh, what is on your heart as far as, as Thanksgiving goes? Um, we've done that in the past, and it's always been a, a good time uh, of worship for us as we share with one another, uh, you know, what Thanksgiving means to us, maybe something that... So I'll give you time in a little bit to do that. Uh, I do have a few things I would like to, to share to start with. And, uh, you know, Google's a very interesting thing. Uh, and sometimes I get in trouble on that. But uh, I just started pulling up some just Thanksgiving quotes. And some of these are really good. Some of them are going to be humorous. I thought I would just start with this a little bit and uh, just, just share a few things. And, and then I, I want to go into what I want to share this morning is really uh, eight benefits of Thanksgiving or Gratitude. Uh, and then we'll get to that in a little bit, and then hopefully that won't take long, and then we'll give the bulk of the time to you t- to share what you would uh, would like to share this morning. A quote from William Arthur Ward, and I don't know half these people, but uh, here we go. Gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. <clears throat> And here's one from Kevin James, if you know who he is. Thanksgiving, man. Not a good day to be my pants. (laughs) Sometimes we just need to laugh, you know. Uh, Uh, And I don't think a whole lot of Oprah Winfrey, but every once in a while she does say some things that make some sense. I started out giving thanks for small things, and the more thankful I became... The more my bounty increased. Uh, A good quote, nonetheless. I'm grateful for what I I am grateful for what I am and have. My thanksgiving is perpetual. Henry David Thoreau. Gratitude is the inward feeling of kindness received. Thankfulness is the natural impulse to express that feeling. Thanksgiving is the following of that impulse, Uh, Henry Van Dyke. Uh, Frank A. Clark said, if a fella isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. And uh, some lady in that bridge gratitude helps us to see what is there instead of what isn't. Gratitude helps us to see what is there instead of what isn't. and here's another Oprah Winfrey thing that kind of ties into one of the earlier quotes. Be thankful for what you have. You end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Uh, And here's a fellow, I don't know him. We share the last name, but I have no idea who he is, Gerald Good. If you want to turn your life around, Try thankfulness. It will change your life mightily. And maybe just a... Irma Bombeck. I come from a family where gravy is considered a beverage. That's enough. (laughs) When you look in scripture, you'll see thanksgiving and gratitude as a a theme in scripture. And... uh, and so we want to look at some, at some scriptures this morning. And um, I just kind of skimmed through the Apostle Paul's letters. And on rare occasions that he didn't, in most of his letters, he begins with thanks. Uh, thanks for the people he's writing to. Thanks for what God is doing in their lives. Uh, so it was, a, it was a theme in, in Paul's life as, as well. And uh, so we, we can learn a, a lot from from uh, from what how Paul did and you know he didn't have an easy life and uh, you know there are things we're facing that that aren't easy as well but still plenty of opportunities for us to be be thankful to be grateful for what God does for us so just briefly let me go through these uh, eight points and these are not all original with me I, uh, I I started thinking of this idea you know benefits of thankfulness and again I started looking to, to see what I could help pull together so I won't take credit for all of this um because I'm not that original. But anyway, eight benefits of, of thanksgiving or gratitude. You'll see those terms uh, uh, inter- interchange. Uh, number one, gratitude glorifies God. Gratitude glorifies God. That alone should be reason enough to give thanks to God. When we think of just being grateful, you know, give, give glory to him. We glorify God as we exalt not the gifts, but the giver. We glorify God when we exalt not the gifts, but the giver. And gratitude helps us realize that all we have comes not because of us, but from God. We realize all we have not, does not come because of us. We don't have because of what we've done, but it comes from God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 says, For it is all for your sake. So, that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So, first, gratitude glorifies God. Secondly, gratitude helps us see God. Gratitude helps us see God, it opens our spiritual eyes. You know, there's kind of a couple of these quotes I read kind of lends to this truth. There's kind of a beautiful cycle in giving God thanks. The more we thank Him, the more we thank Him, the more we see Him working in us and around us. The more we thank Him, the more we see Him working in us and around us. Gratitude helps us sense God's presence, His personal care and His perfect timing. Gratitude helps us sense God's presence, His presence, His personal care, and his perfect timing. And I had a kind of an interesting case several weeks ago. Uh, I've, I've got a just acquired a really nice little trailer actually from a customer of mine all aluminum so I'm pretty particular where I keep it and I keep it locked up uh, even when it's un- off my truck I lock it up so I mean someone could take it and get the value in aluminum out of it if they wanted to so I'm really particular but so I always take my keys and unlock the lock hook it to my truck and I just knew sometime I'm going forget that I put the lock and my keys on my bumper of my truck and uh, sure enough I was out on a job and I went to my pocket pull my knife out and I keep my keys in there and they weren't there and I thought uh oh and then I realized I'd moved that trailer and I'd left the lock and the keys on the bumper I went out to my truck because I'd driven 30 some miles and no keys no lock on my bumper so went all the way home where I'd put the trailer and I Started started right where I had the trailer, started walking, and I just simply prayed, said, God open my eyes to those keys. And I walked all the way up the driveway where I left the trailer and no keys. At the end of the driveway at my little rental house, I just happened to just glance across the road, right near my neighbor's driveway, and there was a glint. And right there on the side of the road, my lock with the keys in it, they'd been run over, didn't hurt anything, but there they were. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. He just, real simple thing, but just all of a sudden my eyes just got pulled right across the road, and there it was. it, It glinted. So, you know, gratitude helps us see God, and just sometimes it's very simple things in life. Um. Again, James 1, verses 16 and 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So, secondly, gratitude helps us see God. Thirdly, gratitude puts us squarely in God's will. Gratitude puts us squarely in God's will. It's a common question for all of us. What is God's will for our lives? And, and you know, there are seminars for that, and we, we have that question throughout our lives many times. What's God's will? What's God's will? And sometimes we, we try to make it out as, as some big mystical plan that God has for us. However, usually God's will is just simple obedience. Simple obedience. You know, you've heard... You know, the the little phrase, you know, if you don't know what God's will is, just do the next thing. Do the next thing. Um, Part of His will for us is to be thankful. Not just when things are going well, but even in the difficult times. We read in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. And here's the key part. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So God's will is for us to be thankful, be grateful. That's what he wants us to to be. Fourthly, gratitude brings peace. Gratitude brings peace. What do you do when you can't sleep? Everyone says count sheep. That works if you like sheep. Try counting your blessings. By counting your blessings i don't know maybe if you start counting your blessings you get too busy and you can't sleep but anyway count your blessings instead of sheep to get rid of the worry keeping you awake it'll it'll certainly change your focus so gratitude brings peace helps us see that god's hand is all over our circumstances gratitude helps us see god's hand is all over our circumstances god tells us that when we give him thanks he gives supernatural peace And again, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Gratitude brings contentment. Gratitude brings contentment. It is said that gratitude makes what we have enough. Gratitude makes what we have enough. If we aren't grateful for what God has given us, getting more won't satisfy us either. Being thankful is the key to contentment. Some of you know I'm, I'm a UVA fan. Michael went to UVA, so I became a UVA fan. And I really like UVA basketball, so I guess you might say, uh, well, and I really like the coach at UVA, Tony Bennett. So I guess I'm more of a Tony Bennett fan than I am a UVA fan because if Tony would ever leave UVA, I'd take my allegiance wherever. He's just that kind of guy. Uh, I don't know if you know much about Tony Bennett, uh, but he, he's been there, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. But he, he, he brings these five pillars into his basketball program, and he got them from his dad. Uh, and these pillars are, 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 based, are biblical pillars. That he instills in his players and in his staff. And uh, these pillars are first, humility, passion, unity, servanthood, and thankfulness. And I don't know if you ever heard an interview of Tony Bennett or hear him speak. I don't know that I've ever heard him say something that he has not expressed gratitude for whatever circumstance he is in. He's just that type of, of person. Back in 2019, I think UVA won the national championship in basketball, great time. Uh, not surprising, the, the athletic department at, at UVA came to him to retweak his contract and offered him a substantial raise. After consulting with his wife, he turned the raise down. His comment was, I have more than I need. I'm blessed beyond what I deserve. And he encouraged them to take the money and put it toward his staff, the other parts of the program. He turned the raise down. Who in their right mind would do that? But he did. And it's that gratitude that he expressed that just has, has impressed me. It, it, it infiltrates his life. Would it infiltrate ours as well? Um, 1 Timothy 6, <clears throat> verses 6 through 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. Number six, gratitude leads to joy. The overflow of gratitude is joy. Realizing God's abundant goodness, even in the difficult times, is a gateway for joy. In Psalm 126, we read of the great joy the Hebrew exiles uh, sang as their thanks to God for bringing them back to Israel. And let me just simply read that. It's it's not a long psalm. Let's let's read that. Uh, Psalm 126. It's entitled, A Song of Ascents." When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the strings in the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So gratitude leads to joy, exuberance. Number seven, gratitude guards against envy. Gratitude guards against envy. Envy makes us want what someone else has. We think we deserve it. If they can have it, we can too. Gratitude makes us realize that God has given us far more than we deserve. If we're really honest with ourselves, we're we're blessed beyond what we deserve, as Tony Bennett said. Because there's enough for everyone, we can cheer rather than compare. If we have hearts of gratitude. A grateful heart has no room left for envy. And we read in Psalm 138 verse 1, I will give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. With my whole heart. Heart holy, given to thanksgiving. No room for envy there. And then finally, number eight, gratitude is a testimony. Gratitude is a testimony. When we thank God openly and acknowledge what he has done for us, we proclaim a personal caring loving God to the world around us we show that contentment and peace come not from what we have but who we know in Psalm 105 verses 1 and 2 oh give thanks to the Lord call upon his name make known his deeds among the peoples sing to him sing praises to him tell of all his wondrous works now it's your turn. What is your testimony of gratitude this morning? What would you care to share uh, of what God maybe has done in your life? And uh, you can speak from there. It looks like Jamie's got a mic he'll take around, or you can come up here. Uh, I'm going to just simply sit down and just give you opportunity to share.
2: I know this church is suffering very badly right now, but nonetheless, you know, I'm thankful for who's here right now and who's in the seats in this auditorium right now. Those There's still some out there that couldn't make it today that are still part of this church, and I'm thankful and grateful for them too. I'm mostly grateful to God for what he has done in and through this church and his church. I'm thankful for. You know, this is a part of this church, but it's such a small part. It's, this church is so large we can even envision. It. But I am so grateful today for the change of seasons. You know, for spring, summer, and fall. Um, we don't have to freeze all the time, and we don't have to burn up all the time. You know, if we're going to ever see a <coughs> rainbow. We gotta stand a little way.
3: 12, 4 says, In that day, shall you say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. I'm thankful for this church, for this community, and for uh, how it's embraced us uh, since we moved down here. I'm thankful uh, for um, the testimonies we heard yesterday at Stella's funeral, and I uh, pulled my kids aside after and just reminded them how in the testimonies that we heard yesterday had nothing to do with what Stella accumulated throughout our life. <clears throat>
4: sitting that song uh, amazing grace by John Newton, and what a testimony he had uh, sometimes we just say the words but the, uh, one of the verses is the Lord has promised good to me uh, his word my hope secures as long as life endures and uh, there's a lot to be thankful in that One is, God has spoken to us with his word a living word and there's no darkness in that but the when Mark opened with the psalm of uh, 100, uh, the Lord is good, His mercy endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. And uh, I'm thankful that uh, my grandchildren are here. Well, i just going this out, but there's just so much to praise God for. And uh,
5: the, this morning, home. Um, um, the girls, um, the young ladies, and I. Did a Sunday school lesson on the prodigal son, and you know, Jesus was really trying to tell everyone he could through the story these Pharisees that point of God was that He's a loving Father and He forgives us, and He's not all about the do's and don'ts. Uh, and you know, and I, I am just so thankful uh, as I am. You know, up there in years now, you look back and you have such a perspective of all the mercy that God has had on me when I was acting very foolishly. And God came through with such great forgiveness and and just put that robe of righteousness on me and gave me that ring and and gave me some sandals and, um, and just showed every loving mercy to me. And so I thank the Lord for. And so mercy for my over years.
6: Yeah, I'm very thankful to be here. Uh, thankful that God protected me through my accident and kept me here. And, and I'm thankful for how he's healing me and bringing me back to 100% again. And I'm very thankful for this church and how they pitched in and and helped us through that, you know, traveling meals and just being there for us. I'm very thankful for that. And I'm thankful I got to see the, the Church of God pull together and help us out through that. Thank you.
7: At FCC and, and oh, gee. <laughs> um, I have, we have seen God be so incredibly faithful through all of this. Billy, you, you mentioned, and Steve, you mentioned 1 Thessalonians five, where it says, "Give thanks in all things, in all circumstances." And through all of this, we have been looking to see where we can give thanks, and we've been able to see. God's hand in events. They, they prayed and prayed and prayed faithfully. And people who have just texted us to say they're praying for us and called us and say that were are praying for us. And I have seen God do an incredible work in my husband. He's not here so he can't be embarrassed. But um, to bring him to a point of humility like I've never seen in Glen City. In a place where he just to completely surrender to God. All hope of even having a church when it was all finished. And I just am so thankful to God because several times Paul says, you know, knowing God in his sufferings, knowing Christ in his sufferings, you I know, mean, we we like to know him in our prosperity and when everything's great, but that is not knowing Jesus. Knowing the God who is our help, you know, Psalm 121, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, and that the maker of heaven and earth stooped down to offer his comfort to us in so many ways, and I just, I just cannot give him enough thanks. And in my own heart, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking too long, Steve, please feel free to shut me up, but... um uh, <laughs> not there. Like you could. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told several people that after Sunday, Karen's not in here, bless her, several years ago, she pointed out this proverb to me that said, uh, Proverbs 29:11, that a fool gives full vent to his anger but a wise man keeps himself under control. And last Sunday, I was dangerously close to being that fool who gave full vent to her anger. And then Sunday night, The Holy Spirit and I had a come-to-Jesus meeting, and I came to Jesus again. He taught me, brought me to a point where, Bob, you love Oswald Chambers, the one, I don't remember which one it is, where God will bring us to this point of decision, but he'll never push us through it. He allows us to make the choice. And clear as day, I heard him saying, Beth, I've got you at a crossroads here. You have got to make a choice. I'm not going to do it for you. Are you going to choose the path of bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander and every form of malice? Or are you going to allow the Holy Spirit that I've placed in you to empower you to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ I forgave you? God speaking to me. I said, God, I don't want to. I don't want to forgive. I don't want to be go down that path want to want to and then sunday night about midnight he brought me through to the place where i can be kind and compassionate and i ask you all as my brothers and sisters in christ to if i start acting bitter bitter and angry and speaking it'll, it'll please correct me in love or in whatever you have to do <laughs> but anyway i just want to give thanks for for knowing god Knowing his faithfulness, knowing his love, and knowing his mercy, and knowing these dear, dear brothers and sisters. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up a, a stretch to halt everything.
1: You're fine. There's no rush. Feel free like to like share. Well, I'll keep her going. <laughs> I'm not from here. I'm a guest this morning. I'm from out of state. Friends of the Hootses. Um, I was raised in church. Um, as an adult, my heart is hurting. Uh, I haven't stepped foot in a church in years. I have not had a home church as an adult. Uh, But for the past hour, when I walked in here, I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt love. And um, the world is God's uh, toolbox. And I think this church this morning was a tool for me. Um, Let me know I need to go back home and find a home church and start my walk again. So. Thank you.
8: and just commented that she, she was the most godly person that he'd ever known and uh, unfortunately I don't live up to that so don't take offense though but because mom she is she walked with God and uh, she's in heaven now and my dad may not be far from there he's 90 and having a lot of health issues and all oh, but I'm just so thankful that they raised me in the church we were in a in church every time the doors broke and in the Baptist church I grew up in. But um, we had, we learned. We had a youth group that taught me Christian principles and several tremendous youth leaders. And um, I was just so thankful for that because I could be with those friends instead of people of the world. And I just shuddered to think what could have happened if I had not had that, that brain. Whatever I do, I kind of do it with my whole heart and I could be really involved in a lot of wicked things that uh, I would be regretting but not know what to do about them if it hadn't been for my Christian parents, parents. And I'm just so thankful for that heritage that they gave me. Um, I was spared for being involved in that kind of thing. I do have a very exciting testimony that, about having drug addictions simple lifestyles, but uh, and God just turned my whole life around. I just kind of grew up and in and knowing the Lord. Um, and there was a time when I wasn't sure if I was a Christian or not, and I talked to one of my youth directors, and he said, just go in your bedroom tonight and nail it down. And he used to say, if I haven't done it before, I'm doing it right now. And that day, I know for sure that Christ came into my heart. But it was through my parents that brought me to that decision. I mm-hmm. was very grateful
6: cool. for When I read scripture, um, it often tells me exactly what a wretch I am uh, and how I need to grow, how I do not live up to what it teaches. I was going through a chapter in, in Colossians and I thought that would be a very good verse for a Thanksgiving Sunday uh, because the Apostle Paul doesn't mention Thanksgiving and then I was <clears throat> backing up a little bit and then when uh, Beth was sharing it she made reference to some of these verses as well so I would simply like to read Colossians 3 uh, starting at verse 12 put on then as God's chosen ones hold into love But the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God for the Father through Him. Three different times in that section of Scripture, the Apostle Paul calls us to be living lives of thankfulness. Let's pray
9: for what South Boston has done for us um, we moved here and it didn't turn out the way we expected a lot like the church is in right now um, but uh, I just thankful for the opportunities we've had I told Kristen we she wanted to stay here She was adamant that we stay in South Boston last year when we left the ranch and I um, I was like, I don't know that there's much here for us. You know, it's South Boston, Virginia. <laughs> um, and, uh, but we kind of played limbo for a while, and um, God provided us a, scenari- a place to live and property to live on, and, um, and just been a story from there. So, um, But I'm just thankful for the church. Um, I, I want to thank the elders. Um... <coughs> for their work that they do. I know it's not an easy job, and um, it's a thankless job, most likely. But, um, I, Jamie, what you said today was really, really good. And um, we've seen all three of the ones that are left, um, the wisdom and grace that you guys have, and we're excited for what the future holds. And um,
10: <laughs> the same kind of thing like our kids through our whole marriage
8: in life, I guess, God's provided. And so I'm grateful that He provided the property, He provided the church
10: and my friend, And so we're very grateful that He's just taking care of us and we continue to trust that He'll provide for us and for the church. And um we're very grateful for the steadfast
0: Anthony reminded me when we were, Catherine and I were your age when we moved to South Boston we didn't know a soul we knew not one person here and I would get the newspaper which only comes out three days a week you guys know that and on the front page of the newspaper pretty regular was either a car wreck or somebody stole something, was the headlines on the front page of the newspaper. And I thought, I have moved into a crime-infested area where no one can drive. Yeah. And it dawned on me after a couple of months, I guess, I just go, there's no other news to report, that's the big news. And I realized, after living here a while, couple of years, and we got to know people pretty much everywhere you go. You walk in the store, you know, you recognize people. This is really a good place to live. Um, it, especially if you have a job you like okay, a spouse you like okay, and, and some, sort of, uh, some sort of social aspect, whether it's church, whether it's bowling league, whatever. If you have those three things, job, spouse, and social, this is
1: this is a pretty good place to live. Uh, we're still here, 36
11: years later. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thankful for this, place. Right? Anyone else yet? OK, be there. Uh, I can't hold the mic in over my life alone. Hold there's a million different things that I'm thankful for, and there's no way for me to stand here and list all of them. Um, God has blessed me with so much. He's blessed me with a great life, um, uh, to be able to get to know many of you, but there's one thing in particular that I've got to announce that I'm really thankful for, and it's been uh, my meditation for the week, and I'd like to just uh, read two or three verses so that I can kind of tell the story. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 This is right before Jesus is going to be betrayed and led up to the cross. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift you all like wheat. But I have prayed earnestly for you that your faith may not fail. And you, once you have returned, strengthen your brothers. We know that... uh, Peter really did deny Jesus face to face, and there's nobody in this room who can say you look Jesus in the eyes denying who he is. And no disciple ever followed Jesus closer than Peter did. But it just showed that Jesus really did let Peter metaphorically get put through the sifter. And what came out on the other side was the assurance and the evidence of his faith. That had been there all along. Even though Peter did go astray for that time, denying Jesus, you know, eye to eye, God did not let Peter go. But God held on to Peter. Uh, Jesus refers to it as us being in the Father's hand, and nobody is strong enough to snatch us out of his hand, not even our own self. Because if anyone could have lost that, surely it would have been the one person who looked Jesus in the eye saying, I don't know the man. But God is the one who was holding Peter. Peter wasn't the one holding himself. So what am I thankful for? I had to look up this verse. When I pray this, God answers me and uh, he gives me for this. Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. I can tell you there's not a bone in this body that I'm in that is righteous. Uh, there is nothing good about me on my own. Everything good of me, it strictly belongs to Christ. And if my faith were left up to me, I would have permanently gone astray long, long ago. But something I've been so thankful for this week is knowing that I'm not the one that sustains my own faith. When I get put through trials, when I get put through the scepter, and even when I walk away like Peter does, I'm not strong enough to take myself out of the Father's hand. But he is my sustainer. He is the sustainer of my faith. And so again, there's so many, I could list a million things, but I don't think before, but this week I've just been meditating in thankfulness, and, and just how grateful I am to have a God that's willing to sustain and keep my faith, even when I deserve it least of all. So I hope that thankful uh, thing encourages someone in here who may need it. Amen. Not much
10: left. in front of people, unless there's a room full of teenagers. In <laughs> <high> school, but but <laughs> um, go along a little bit about sustaining trust and keeping us in God's love. I think the, I'm sure all of you have heard the hymn, or maybe more updated song, as well with my soul." The backstory of that is that Horatio Stafford, I think he had four or five children, if my memory serves me correctly, and they got in a boat and the ship sunk and. While it was going down, his wife was praying that, you know, not to save my children, not save me, or send some boat to come along, but let your will be done. And needless to say, the boat went down, and all the children died, and he wrote his wife, or she wrote her husband, Horatio, and said, save alone." And his response, as horrible as, I mean, I don't have kids, but my dog was sick, Last night, so I can only imagine if I lost four or five kids. But his response was, it is well. And what a blessing it is for all of us to have that security and know that in the end it is well with our soul, no matter the hardships and the struggles and the tribulations that we face here on earth. Um, and along with what Kathy said, I'm so thankful for my Christian background and I'm thankful for all of God's hard moments and all of the, I know this is really weird to say, but thankful for the, the bad things that happened to us. Because personally, I can say that I likely would not have grown up in such a Christian family had my father not had a tractor trailer accident and died from that. My grandpa used to always say, um, don't let the Lord bring you to your knees before he gets you where he wants you. And needless to say, he did that. And I remember uh, of jail security and how it swelled our souls matter the tribulation that my brother was supposed to be in that truck that day. My brother's fault. He was trying to close ride. And they were nine and ten. And when it just got back and... It was time for him to leave the house and go back out. And at the last minute, my brother changed his mind that he wasn't gonna go. So, you know, despite the grief and the tribulation and the heartache, there was also thankfulness. And she could have been buried in two instead of one. And that just goes to say that God is with us in all tribulations and the church is going through a lot, but you can rest assured that
8: this is old. Well
4: I know Steve's ready to wrap up, and so um, I just want to read something from Ephesians 5 here. Um, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And uh, like Tony Evans said in Sunday school this morning, this is for the glory of God and for the advancement of His kingdom. And uh, see, I'm going to give you a choice here uh, to wrap this up. You can sing a hymn, and the choice is now: thank we all our God, or to God be glory.
1: I'll let you choose. <laughs> I'll leave that up to Mark. Mark. <laughs> love Mark
9: Mark's music leader. <laughs>
6: I guess
1: what we're going to do to God be the Lord. <laughs> Last chance, anything that you'd like to share? If not, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you have shared. Uh, let's have prayer. Father, we do come into your presence with thanksgiving. We are so grateful for, first of all, for your marvelous love for us, a love that caused you to send your only son into this world to live among mankind and then to go to the cross and suffer and bleed and die. And we're grateful, Father, that you raised him to life again on the third day so that we can have the hope of eternal life with you. We're just grateful for that, that love that you manifested through, through Jesus. We're grateful, too, for the many wonderful blessings that you give to us on a daily basis. Blessings too numerous to count. And, Father, we've been reminded this morning we are thankful, too, for the hard things that you bring us through because they show your faithfulness and your love as well. So, Father, as we enter into this Thanksgiving week, may we truly be grateful people. And may we... May you just open our eyes to to all that you are doing in us and through us and around us that we might see you and your son, Jesus Christ, and give testimony of that to the world around us. Thank you for this time we've had to share here this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
6: Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about Faith Community Church,
0: you can find us online at FCCSOBO.org or on our Facebook page by searching Faith Community Church. As always, God loves you, we love you, and we hope you have a wonderful week.